Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With your host, Andrew Donaldson, this is Herd Tell. Back to her tell. Okay, topic we've been touching on off and on because people keep talking about it. People keep doing things about it. The president did something about it. And now we got it thrown into the court system. So this is going to be a mess for a while. Here's who we're going to talk to it about. We're going to talk student loan, student loan debt with Tyler Curtis. He's a Young Voices contributor. He went to Missouri, although for the purposes of this conversation, we will not hold that against him because he's good people. Tyler, how are you today, sir? I'm very good. How are you, Andrew? I uh, appreciate it. Did you take out student loans? How'd you get through school? Well, I tried my very best not to, uh, but then my very last semester, I took out a very small student loan, about $1,000, and paid it off a, a few months after I graduated, but I, I I just made it. I worked my way through school, a couple different jobs, had a, a scholarship here and there, but, but yeah, I did have one little loan. All right, so here's the thing with student loans, just to intro it. Um, I didn't have student loans, but I had my military benefits, both TA while I was active duty and then the GI Bill after I got out. So I did it differently too. So just biases on the table. That's where we're at on this topic because the first thing everybody does is, well, did you pay yours back? Did you ever take one? You can still talk about the policy here. You wrote a solutions piece in the Waco Tribune. Here's what I want to do though, because we've all done this. We write these solution pieces we sometimes kind of gloss over what the problem is. The student the, the student debt issue is multifaceted. So for the purposes of the solution you're going to propose, just break us down what you're seeing as the problem to get to your solution, because we don't put those things together sometimes as commentary, commentary folks to our own detriment. Define the problem for me before we get to your solution as you see it. Okay, so I think the problem is actually twofold. So you have, on the one hand, uh, more and more people are taking out student loans and the people that have student loan debt, uh, their balances just keep increasing. And the flip side is that tuition keeps rising uh, and they, they're actually interrelated. So as tuition keeps increasing, people have to take out more and more loans to pay for it. And as people take out more and more loans, as financing becomes more available, uh, tuition rises uh, because the, the availability of financing means that colleges can increase their tuition without decreasing their revenue. 
so that they can keep they can keep having more and more enrollment uh, even as they increase their prices. Uh, that's kind of the problem there. Um, we're also seeing uh, default rates on student loans increasing. Uh, depending on what source you look at, uh, it can be anywhere between 5% uh, of borrowers that are more than 90 days delinquent, even uh, in some cases, double digits. Uh, there are some communities, I, I just read a study the other day that uh, they found that in Philadelphia, the student loan delinquency rates uh, were anywhere between 10 and 15%. So uh, we're seeing people that they take out all of this debt and they, they just can't pay it back. Yeah, Tyler Curtis joining us. I, I come at it from this point of view. Part of the problem with the inflation of the system is because it has become predatory. Everybody's funneled into this thing where you have to go to college. You're not going to do anything unless you go to college. You're not going to get a good job unless you go to college. So you have to go to college. And if you can't afford college, too bad, go get a loan put yourself in a bad financial system. That's part of the issue too, is the predatory system of this. How do you put those two things together though? Because it's inflating, but it's not inflating naturally. It's an artificial inflation of the system. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, I think it is. And you, I, you talk to a high school student today and they'll tell you that the amount of pressure they have on them to go to college, even if they don't want to, or they think it's not the best thing for them, uh, it could be really, could be really tough on them. I remember when I was in school, there were certainly options given. You could go to trade school, community college, but the last thing that you wanted to do is tell a teacher uh, that or an advisor that you were just going to go right into the workplace. Um, it was just verboten that you had to go to college of of some sort, uh, especially a four year university. They were really pushing for that, um, and if you can't, I mean, the, and the affordability problem was just it wasn't really talked too much about. Um, you just sign up, you, you fill out the FAFSA, you get grants that you're eligible for, you get scholarships that you're eligible for, and you take out loans to cover the rest. Um, as far as looking at prices of different universities, I don't know that there was a lot of guidance provided on that at all. Um, and I think if you ask high school students across the country, most of them would say that they're from their uh, school advisors or college advisors, no one's really talking about prices uh, at all. Um, you, you may even go up to a college student and ask them today, hey, how much are you paying for your tuition? They might not even know uh, just because they they type a form and they they fill it out online and, uh, oh, here's how much the, the deficit is from my scholarships. Here's, here's how much I owe. Click student loan, sign, done. So they're probably not even aware of, of the true cost of what they're paying. Yeah. And that's probably part of the problem. Tyler Curtis joining us. Okay. So you decided to wade into this. I guess you decided you'd made enough friends online. You thought you'd throw a grenade. You came up with uh, an idea here. Are you serious that you think we should put down payments on these student loans? Pitch it to us. What's the idea here? Well, it's, it's sort of a compromise. I think uh, if you listen to conservative and libertarian commentators, uh, you'll hear a lot of people say, well, the solution to the student loan debt problem is to just get rid of federal student loans. So the federal government shouldn't be involved in financing uh, college for anybody in any form whatsoever. So if you want to take out loans, you should just go to private lenders that charge really high rates. Um, so this is sort of a compromise that we can allow the federal government to continue financing uh, college tuition for students. Um, but the students themselves are going to have to cover part of that cost. 
so uh, just like if you go buy a house or a car, typically the lender will require you to make a, a down payment of some sort. It might be a really small percentage. It might be a, a bigger percentage. Uh, but a lot of loans do require that you put something, some sort of cash down. And student loans at this point do not. You can get, uh, there are a lot of uh, federal student loan programs out there that have different requirements, but none of them require that you pay uh, any of your own money down uh, on your college expenses. So you can go to school, you get your scholarships, your, your grants, uh, parents pay for part of it, whatever it is, uh, and the federal government will cover the rest. Under my proposal, um, the students themselves or their families would have to put some cash down. They'd have to have some skin in the game in order to, to pay for their college tuition. I don't have a particular percentage in mind. In my piece, I think I, I talked about a 20% uh, down payment. Um, so this, depending on where a student goes to school, that might cost them a few hundred dollars, it might cost them a few thousand dollars. Uh, but the point is that if you're going to get these really low interest, generous federal student loans subsidized by the taxpayers, uh, you ought to have put at least a little bit of your own money down uh, when you go to, when you go to college. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This piece is in Waco Tribune here. We're going to link to it. read through the whole thing. Read it for yourself. Make up your own mind. Let me throw you some of the pushback. The immediate pushback on this is going to be like, well, the whole idea of student loans is for people that can't afford college in the first place. So obviously they, they probably aren't going to have the money for down payments. This is becoming a gatekeeping thing. This is going to become a class thing. This will become, you know, disparate people groups are going to get filtered out. There's no way that that accusation doesn't have some merit to it. So what's your answer to that? Well, my answer to that is the federal government already provides pretty generous financial assistance to people that come from lower income families uh, in the form of Pell Grants. Um, for everybody else, um, I think I, I, well, we need to be honest about the implications of this. And it is true that people that come from uh, lesser means probably won't be able to afford uh, the same well, the same expense as they were before. But that doesn't mean that they won't be able to go to college at all. I think uh, that requiring a down payment for student loans uh, will encourage people to think more about the prices that they're paying. So sure, you might have somebody that comes from a family that's a little bit less well off there. Maybe they're not gonna be able to go to that private university three states over uh, anymore because they just can't afford what the down payment would be on that. Um, but they would still be able to go to a college uh, somewhere closer to home, probably a public university. So we're certainly not saying that uh, someone won't be able to 
uh, go to college at all. But the, the you know the other issue is that uh, we're talking about people that are going to college if to get to uh, to get accepted into a university to begin with, especially one that's really expensive. Probably going to have a pretty good GPA. Probably going to have pretty good ACT, SAT scores. Uh, so in that case, those students are, are going to qualify for uh, for scholarships. Um, so you're talking about if, if we have a hypothetical student that comes from a family that doesn't make a lot of money, maybe they make just enough to uh, to not qualify for a Pell Grant, but they don't make enough for for their children to to go to college for their for the uh, the family to to pay for the college. Um, uh, so those are people that you might see falling through the cracks, um, the ones that don't qualify for Pell Grants, but their parents don't make enough money to, to pay out of pocket for all of their college expenses. Uh, uh, well, I think that we've, uh, we've overestimated how difficult it is for people to pay for college expenses out of pocket. So yes, we've seen tuition rise much faster than the general rate of inflation, uh, but it's certainly not out of reach for a lot of students to pay for, for college out of pocket um, if, if they're working. So even part-time work or full-time work, um, it's not impossible for them to work and go to school at the same time. Um, so we've seen, college, we've seen college tuition rise over the past few decades, um, but it's not, uh, it's not risen so fast that it's completely impossible for people to work and pay for their, their schooling out of pocket. Uh, so I, you know, I, we, I talked earlier in the program about how I, I went to college. I paid for a lot of it uh, out of pocket. I took one loan out my last semester. Uh, I worked part-time, uh, two part-time jobs that sometimes added up to full-time hours. Uh, so I was, I was able to pay for, for my schooling out of pocket. And I went to a, uh, a college that you know, their, uh, their tuition was pretty reasonably priced. Um, but uh, I think I, speaking from my own experience, it's not that difficult actually to to go to school and work at the same time and, and pay for everything. Yeah, Tyler, uh, jo Tyler Curtis joining us. Of course, the rebuttal to that is going to be, well, sure, it was easy for you. It's not easy for everybody. If we're going to say this is a predatory system, why should we have a solution that has the burden on the victims of that system? and the people having to pay into it. Why aren't we having a solution that is on the part of the system that's the problem, which is the university system and the financial folks that are funneling all this money? What do you say to that criticism? Well, I mean, I, I understand where that criticism is coming from, so I get the perspective, but uh, the only way, uh, well, I would say that forgiving the student loans, even if you think that some of them were predatory, uh, if we were pressuring students to take out loans that they were not going to be able to uh, pay or loans that they really didn't want, but they consented to anyway. The only way to uh, to fix that uh, is to is to forgive that debt like the president did. Uh, but it's really not fixing the problem at all uh, because uh, you're not really forgiving the debt. You are getting rid of the debt, but you're requiring that you're requiring taxpayers to uh, to pay for it. Uh, so you're really you're shifting the burden from from those that took out those loans uh, to people that didn't. So if there's anything predatory going on, it's the federal government saying, uh, hey, you guys that didn't take out any loans. Or, or you people that took uh, took out loans and paid them back. 
now we're going to tax you even more to pay for people uh, to pay off the student loans for people that uh, that consented to them and, and now no longer uh, want to pay them. So yeah. I would say that that the taxation is really uh, the taxation to pay uh, to cancel student loan debt is more predatory than than the student loans uh, than the student loans are themselves. Tyler Curtis joining us. Um, you touch on it in the piece, but I think this is another one of those, you know, fair credit. Look, when you do a solutions piece, you got to have answers for the solutions, right? So we're going to throw a couple of these at you. Um, you. You talk about it. This becomes a supply and demand kind of thing. You're changing the demand. Well, the fairness folks are going to start screaming, well, it's not fair for people to not get the chance to get this higher education, which gets you into a different job bracket, which gets you and on and on and on. How do you answer the fairness argument? Because there's no version of doing something with a down payment that doesn't turn into a gatekeeping exercise, either monetarily or otherwise. So how do you deal with the fairness argument, which again is specious and it can be whatever anybody wants to be to be fair. That's what's going to get thrown at it is this isn't going to be fair. Well, what's really not fair is trying to make college a uh, an entitlement. So if you start, if your perspective is that everybody should have the opportunity regardless of their, uh, regardless of their grades that they got, uh, regardless of their career opportunities that they'll have after college, um, if everybody should have the opportunity to go to college and the federal government should give them that opportunity, uh, then, uh, then it's really become an entitlement. Um, and if it's an if it's an entitlement provided by the federal government, that means that it's really provided by the taxpayers. Um, so I would say that yes, it, it would be it's kind of a catch twenty two. It might be unfair for certain students not to be not to be afforded the opportunity to go to college because they're required to pay for some of it uh, up front. They may not be able to afford it. Um, but it would also be unfair to tax people who were never given the opportunity to go to college uh, because they, they they didn't get good enough grades to get in uh, or because they just didn't want to. Maybe they didn't feel like it was the best thing for them. Maybe they wanted to go right to the workplace. Maybe they went to uh, a trade school, learned a skill. They never took out student loans in the first place. Uh, I think it would be unfair to them to say that uh, everybody that goes to college uh, needs to have it 100% paid for by the federal government. Yeah, Tyler Curtis joining us, talking student loan debt. You ended your piece talking about, and we're debating this back and forth and giving you some of the pushback because, again, you know, again, we understand this is a complex issue that's not going to be a single thing fixed. There's going to have to be multiple things to happen here. This is one idea that you have for part of it. You ended your piece saying, if we're serious about reducing tuition costs and student loan debt, we need to think outside the box. Well, we know why nobody's thinking outside the box because all the money's inside the box. Yeah. And the whole system is built to make money in the funnel kids because funneling kids makes more money. Your proposal aside, though, big picture wise, 
we keep talking about, well, maybe Big Ed's a bubble that's going to eventually pop. I don't know if that's going to happen or not because there's so much invested in it. We talk about technology changing things, people being able to do different ways of going to higher education. What do you think is going to get people outside of that box? Because it, one way or the other, what we're doing now doesn't seem to be sustainable. So what's going to be the catalyst, do you think? Well, I think um, I think actually, um, ironically, the president's uh, student loan forgiveness plan uh, is the catalyst to spur conversation about why there is so much more student debt now than there used to be. Um, uh, but, you know, like you said, the problem is that nobody's really talking about the root causes. Um, a lot of the solutions on the table are to help people that already have student loan debt. Um, so you see a lot of proposals like uh, allowing people to discharge student loan debt in bankruptcy court. And I think that's a fine idea, but it doesn't really address uh, why it is that there's that people have more student loan debt than they did in the past. Uh, so it's going to help people, you know, allowing them to discharge it in bankruptcy court will help them, people that are financially struggling after they've already taken out debt. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't prevent students from taking out loans in the future. Um, the president also proposed uh, lowering the minimum payment requirement on the income driven uh, repayment program. Again, that helps people that are struggling to make their payments now, but it doesn't prevent students from taking out more more loans in the future. Um, Senator Marco Rubio and a couple of other uh, Democratic senators uh, have a proposal to eliminate interest rates on uh, federal student loans. Uh, so again, that's going to help people. That would help people uh, make their payments and would get help help them to uh, get their loans paid off. But it doesn't help them not go into debt in the first place. Uh, so I, I think uh, requiring students to make a down payment uh, on their college tuition. Uh, is one way to uh, to for us to start to see decrease uh, in the astronomical amounts of student loan debt that students have uh, accrued over the past few years, uh, and hopefully it helps future students uh, from falling into that same debt spiral that so many people find themselves in today. Tyler Curtis joining us. Since you wrote the piece, it's been out for a little bit. It's at the Waco Tribune Herald. Again, we're going to link to it. You need to read it yourself. Been out about two weeks now. What's the pushback you get? What's the what's some of the because obviously this is an emotionally charged issue on top of being a trending viral one. And of course, the president's got gasoline on it. Now we're going to have some court cases about what the president passed. What's some of the pushback and feedback you've been getting since you wrote the piece? Yeah, I get uh, two two major pieces of pushback. And one is is what we talked about earlier, is that it would prevent people from from going to college that otherwise should be given the opportunity to do so. Um, and I think I think that's just uh, I mean, that's a valid that's a valid line of criticism. Uh, but the way I answer at answer that is just to say, you know, if we look at the affordability of college, um, we can see that it's really not out of reach uh, for people to pay for at least part of it themselves if they're working. Um, but the bad thing is that so many college students today aren't working. If you look at look at rates, uh, employment rates amongst college students over the past couple of decades, uh, we're seeing a pretty uh, stable downward trend. Um, but uh, if it, if the students were working, uh, it's really uh, it's it would certainly be difficult, especially if uh, if the tuition that you're paying is really high. 
but it's not out of reach. Uh, if you look at college tuition in 1991, um, it was about three to four thousand dollars for an in-state public university. The uh, the minimum federal minimum wage was about three dollars and fifty cents an hour. So it would take you about twelve hundred hours to pay for a full year uh, of of your college if you're paying a hundred percent of it out of pocket. Uh, if you um, if you're going to college today, it would probably cost you about ten thousand dollars for an in-state public university. Um, so at, at today's federal student uh, or federal minimum wage is about seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Uh, most states pay well above that. Uh, but let's just say you're working at the federal minimum wage. Uh, it would take you about fourteen hundred hours, a little bit over fourteen hundred hours to pay for for ten thousand dollars of of tuition at that. Uh, at that rate. Um, so it's it's not that much more expensive. And, and certainly uh, if you work and live in a state that pays a higher minimum wage, such as Missouri, I think it's about $11.25 an hour, $11.50 an hour in Missouri. Uh, it would actually be more affordable if you're working at a minimum wage job uh, to pay for college today than it was in the 1990s. Um, so that's how I, I would address that criticism. Uh, the other other criticism is that um, uh, that uh, like you said earlier, some people would fall through the cracks. They they don't their families make too much money for them to qualify for federal uh, grant money, but they don't make enough money to pay for their their students or for pay for their kids to go to college. Uh, but uh, you know that's part of uh, yeah, that's part of. Uh, part of the plan's benefit too is that if fewer people go to college, it lowers the demand for college. Um, so uh, prices should come down just as a, the simple working of supply and demand. Yeah, Tyler Curtis, read the piece for yourself. Controversial idea, bad mess of a problem. So somebody's got to start doing something out there. So I don't mind people throwing ideas like this because then we can hash them out and discuss it. We ask you hard questions about it. You answered them. Appreciate that. Uh, till we see you on Herd Tell again, let folks know where they can follow you, where you got stuff going on. Uh, we will link to this piece and all your other social media, but let folks know where they can keep up with you until we talk to you again, my friend. Well, they can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Curtis 42 at T-Y-L-E-R-C-U-R-T-I-S 42 on Twitter. Yep. And we'll link to that as well. We'll see him again. Uh, keep probing, though. It's always good to write those things to get people talking. That's how you'll get stuff published. Well done, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Tyler Curtis. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. 
Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.